This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 100% LCFC. With Youngay, in association with Peter Pizzeria. So here we are then, 100% LCFC with Youngay. Yes, we're back and up and at you with the man who knows a thing or two about football, who certainly has an ability to bite his lip and sit on the fence. Not Alan Young. Good morning, how are you? I'm all right, my friend. Uh, I'm all right. Uh, we've got loads of things to talk about today, but first introduce the rest of the panel. Uh, the man who's had the same wallet for 35 years, which is seen in public <laughs> about as often as unicorns in Bradgate Park. Phil Holloway. <laughs> Thanks, Twiggy. I have You've to been try working be... hard at that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> You've got to try, my friend. You've got to try. And finally, yes, special guest this week. Um, I even had a bath last night to celebrate a man who has the size hands of a bricklayer shovel. <laughs> Born in 1968, English professional goalkeeper who made over 550 appearances in the Football League, Scottish Premier League, clubs notably Leicester City, Stoke City, Celtic, Chesterfield, Mansfield... Mr. Carl Muggleton. Morning, <laughs> Hello, Muggsy. Great so, to see you, pal. Cheers, mate. It's so been a long time, eh? It has been a while, yeah. So that's what we call you, do we? Muggsy. Is Muggsy's that all right? Muggsy's fine, yeah. Muggsy's okay. <laughs> Alan, uh, we'll start today before we, um, before yeah. we do anything else. Uh, on a sad note, though, we have to start today. Well, it is, uh, Twiggy. I got, um, I got the, the, the call the other night at John McVeigh. Who a lot of people, a lot of fans already know the situation. John Brazil had a fall at home, taken into hospital, seemed to be on the mend, but then contracting pneumonia and uh, unfortunately and sadly passed away on New Year's Eve, which was uh, quite poignant, a time of celebration. But um, he's going to be sadly missed by an awful lot of people. I, I put a little bit on my Facebook and my Twitter, and I've twiggy, I've had hundreds and hundreds of replies of nice nice comments of people who have who knew John knew about John watched John even though he never played had physio from John because he was the club physiotherapist when I was there and in fact when Carl was there as yeah, well you I, know yeah when I started yeah but uh, he passed away and it's I went to visit him a few, quite a few times when he was ill in hospital but um, Sadly, he's gone, and it's, he's such such a lovely, lovely man, such a very softly spoken man. Only ever heard him 
raise his voice once. And was that to you? Years. No, it was to all the lads. <laughs> it was to all the lads in the treatment room. He hated his treatment room getting busy and people coming in and just say, John, you got a bit of cotton wool or something like that, you know. He used yeah. to go a wee bit crackers and that. But, but anyway. One lovely story I've got about him, though, to you, is when we went to away matches, whether we left from Filbert Street to go to Derby or wherever, John and I used to sit down in the bus at the front and do the Daily Telegraph crossword. Now, I can remember one when we went to Sunderland, we come out the hotel, into the bus, the bus takes away and uh, going towards the ground, so we are doing the because we've got to finish it, Twiggy. <laughs> if we finish it, we're going to win, right? So we're getting there, getting there, and we're getting to see the Grifford lights coming up, and we've still got five across and four down. <laughs> we can't get it. So we said to John, says to the bus driver, he just whispers, goes, oh, just go round the block another one. <laughs> did he? <laughs> he did. So the bus driver, he, he drove round, it was Roker Park at the time, and he drove round. So and did you get, get the yes, we got them. And did you And win? we won. <laughs> Listen. But it was a thing that we did, you know, it was, it was yeah. a ritual, a routine. And, and Can we just say, uh, on uh, behalf of his fa- uh, friends and family, you know, our uh, our deepest sympathy yeah. and thoughts are with you at and, this and time. And thanks to everybody who's responded. It's a fantastic respond, response. And I think when, when we, we lay him to rest, I think it's going to be quite an occasion. Well, I hope yeah. so. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Right, on to the football then, boys. Uh, we'll, we'll make a start. In fact, we'll start with Carl, uh, because last week on the show, um, if... Um, if you remember right, Phil, I said one point out of six. Bubble has it burst two points out of nine. Mm. Carl. Yeah, I think we've not cons- not scored uh, in the last three games either, have we? So um, no, but I think we're still creating chances. I mean, Vardy hit the post, missed a penalty. So you know, let's not get doom and gloom just yet. I think we're uh, we're a good side. There's a great spirit there. And um, I think we're uh, I think we're going to be all right. You start to worry, Muggsy, don't you, when you're not making chances? Yeah. When, when you, you stop creating yeah. chances, then it becomes a toil and a struggle. Yeah. And then you maybe lose a one nil or something like that, but the so, chances are still being created. We, yeah, that's it. We're still they're still creating chances, and it's uh, it's all about scoring goals. You get that, especially getting that first goal in the Premiership. And, and to be fair, I think Jamie Vardy has been playing with a bit of a niggle in his groin. Mm. And he's had an op, hasn't he? I think. Yeah, I think. Is yeah. it this week he's had an op? Yeah. Well, he's going to miss the first thing. Great timing. Yeah. Great yeah. timing. Didn't know that the FA Cup week's coming. He was probably going mm. to be rested anyway. So he gets that extra bit of time to recover. It's probably just keyhole. Yeah. You know, a wee bit of nip and tuck there. He could do it about that But, you know, he's, he's been, I think he's been carrying that and he's not quite been the he's, Jamie of all. He's been ill as well, hasn't he? For he had a, a couple of games and a fever and stuff. So, hey. As soon as he's on fire again, I'm sure. But we're in the market now, I believe, with Porto striker. I can't quite remember his name. Yeah, we'll come yeah, on. Actually, we'll come on to that in the second. But we'll come on to that in the second bit of our new, new, new signings yeah. and rumours and 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 stuff like that. So 40 points, um, as the great man himself, Ranieri, said, ah, we are going for 40 points. Yeah. And he's got his 40 points. We're safe now. We're safe. We're safe. I still love it when the fans <laughs> sing, we are staying up. That's great against Bournemouth. Hey, song. Can I just um, say, Everton fans, we're about 12 <laughs> points away from saying that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's quite cleverly, I think, come out and said, yeah, we've got 40 points, and my next target is another 40 points. Well, his next target, he said, he's going to sit 40. down with the players. What no, does that no, mean? He says, I'm going to sit down with the players and say, listen, and I, and I can hear him saying, where do you think we can go? Tell yeah. me what you think 
about you and your team and you know because he's everybody's always learning all the time I'm not saying Mr Ranieri's done a great job he'll always w want to learn as well he'll learn a wee bit more about his players uh, and their ambitions and how they see it in reality about how can we will we qualify for Europe Shouldn't it be him though saying to the players and telling them and in and, and inspiring them? I don't know, Muggsy. How, I mean, how, how, what was it like with it's you? It's difficult mate, because you you want the to give the onus to the players as well. You know that psychological thing where you know they're making their, their decisions. Future. They're making their decisions. They're yeah. making their future. They're you know they're saying where well we we can get to this position. We we you know we think we we think we can do this. Um, and by giving them then the onus to do that, then you know they they want to strive to do and to do that and you know achieve what they want to achieve. So was that like when when you were there at City? Were you was that was it like a collective then with yeah, the manager I mean, as well? Who was manager when you were there? You have to. God, I've seen a few there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not changed. There was quite then. a few. No, there was quite a few. I mean, I started with. Um, Gordon Milne was manager when I first started down there. Gordon Milne was the reason that I left the club. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, moving swiftly on. Swiftly, <laughs> swiftly on. yes. Um, but then we had, uh, David Pleat, Brian Little um, and, and managers like that. But again, it was um, although it's, it's more publicised, the psychological side of football, um, I think it was still in place back then. You know, our, our managers were, even going to the backs probably when you were with, with Big Jock. You oh, know, he some used of the to use alternative psychology. Yeah. He banged on about that Twiggy all the time. Yeah. Alternative, you know, to make you feel good. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I, mean, I think it's still used now. You know, every, everybody uses it. It's just more probably publicised now as a psychological thing. There's a lot of that in football now, though. It's, well, it's like yeah. in golf and stuff like that. It's all psychology and psychologists, isn't it? I was just going to remember back to those times. And under David Pleat was some of the darkest days in Leicester's history in some in some ways as a fan. We had very yeah. small crowds at the time. Then when Brian Little came in, it very much... he I think he wrote a book called Starting a Wave. He, he felt like he was he was part of the cusp of why Leicester changed back into and then into the O'Neill era. Yeah, I mean, he really did start something with you guys it, back it was in incredible. the early 90s. David... Well, when David Pleat was there, uh, we had some we had good players then. At very the good. time. Yeah. You know, Gary Mac Gary McAllister was one of the star players yeah. then at the time. Had he got uh, hair then, players. Gary McAllister? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still wondered uh, to ask that now. And we just avoided relegation. Yeah. Um David uh, Tony James scored the scored the goal, scored to, that goal to, to keep us yeah, to Oxford. keep us up. Um and then Brian came, Brian Little came in and it was, you know, a breath of fresh air, something different. Um, did little, little, it, little did he go from from Leicester to Villa? Famously, yes, yeah. he was Judas then, and, and yeah. turned into. I also remember the fans really. I yeah, he was a great manager because I thought he might he might have done really really well, Alan. Uh, you know, as a manager, and he, he seemed to nosedive after he kind of left. Brian, Brian's a Brian's a lovely guy. Yeah. And he's probably too nice a guy. No, he yeah, scored the winner a... in the League Cup second final, uh, League Cup <laughs> final second replay against Everton. He's not a nice guy. <laughs> no, 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 right. well, now that you've told me that, now Crikey. that you've told me that, he's an even nicer guy. <laughs> 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 no, he is. He's a, maybe he's not the type that's cut out for management. It's a cut. It's a ruthless business. No, and Brian's a well, lovely, lovely well, guy. Though, he's had a very good career though, hasn't he? He's had. You know, Fantastic. and the management side of things as well, and his, he, he just brought in an, a different kind of professionalism to the yeah. club at the time. Everything was organised and um, 
training, everything was set out on the training pitch. He had John Gregory with him and Alan Evans. And uh, it just sort of almost made the players kick on as well. Was it like a new breed of manager yeah. type of style? Yeah, I think it was like that, that type of style. And um, I think I think managers as well. I, th I think what maybe dictates the way that they're going to manage is where they played throughout their career. Now, Brian was a mm. little striker up front. He's a good striker. Great yeah. striker. He great was. Player. He was a great player. And a goal getter. And I think that's that kind of mentality will come through in your management. This is the yeah. way I want to play. We want to attack. We want to get goals. We want to entertain. Whereas somebody like David Pleat would settle for a nil-nil. Yeah. It's just, yeah, no, I suppose it's different. The, the, the Bournemouth game, though, let's just nip on to the Bournemouth game. I want, yeah. to talk about the, I want to talk about the penalty, because the penalty, for me, was um, this check-in. You, know you, you know when they're running up to... When I played football, and obviously nowhere near the standard like you guys ever played, but I used to smash it. And, this, and he kind of, he kind of folks checked it, didn't he? And then he... And then he moved again. The stuttering. Did, yeah, it's well, a I, bit. I, yeah, I that's probably a better word. I'm not so sure it's that. I think it's getting your feet right. You know, it's, it's picking the right stride. It's like a horse going mm. over a national hunt course. It's got to pick its stride before it goes. And it's the same. You've got to get your non-striking foot into a good position to make a good contact with the ball. So I don't think it was like he was slowing himself down or anything. I think what you've got to look at is Jamie's decision to blast it, to smash it. You mean Marez? Sorry, Marez. The penalty. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. it like from a keeper's point of view, Carl? Because the keeper made it look simple. If if you watch what's going on, I mean, he's, he's guessed the right way, yeah. and it's a nice height for him. Um, mm. He has struck it very well, but it, you know, but it is still a, a still a good save. Um, it wasn't a good pen then. It 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 was a good pen then. You think? Um, I think he's you'd have got you'd have had better penalties. It'd have took a lot of better. It wasn't penalties. a good penalty, Muggsy. Come he on, could have, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It was. a I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. It's still a good save because it's it a good the right way. No, no, it's, it's, it's a miss. A penalty kick yeah. for me is a miss. A hundred percent. Yeah. But does the keeper study Marez and know that he's been doing these stuff? He so he's yeah, going to yeah. say, "Well, I'm going to yeah. plant my feet and I'm going to wait." They'll, and they'll have video clips throughout. Um, probably You'll look at all his penalties. His last god. Years worth of penalties, two years worth of penalties. How he's been running up, whether he stutters, how he, whether he checks a little bit, whatever he's doing, whatever his little technique is, for whichever direction he puts the puts the ball, he might have a different body shape when he puts it to the left. He have a different body shape when he puts it to the right. He might have a pattern of of uh, free kicks where he takes two to the left, two to the right. And you try and pick up on these things as a as a goalkeeper, as a coach, and you try and point them out to the to the goalkeeper before. So quick survey then, uh, Mugsy. Smash your place. I think you've got to place it with a with a bit of uh, bit of ferocity. Bit of, yeah, you've got to put a bit of pace on it to to beat the keeper. Phil, what would you like to see as a spectator? Smash it or place it? I think I'd prefer to see somebody smash it. Alan, no. Alan, no. place it with a, a wee bit of power. power. Yeah, but you know, get a yeah. good contact, get a nice clip. You don't have to smash it. Nice Did you ever clip. take penalties then, Youngie? I took one once in my whole once? career. Did you? Yeah. Why? Did you miss? You must have scored. No, I, I didn't. About that. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Huddersfield away for Notts County. Got a penalty. I went up and took it. Keeper saved it. And the referee said, take it again because the goalkeeper moved. So I got the ball and threw it to Mark Goodwin. I said, go on, you, go. you never you? go down and fancy it after that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, we had commented. Let's no. say Bobby Smith, we Bobby, God bless Bobby's no longer with us as well. But Bobby used to take the penalties all the time, and we had 
we had numerous fights, even in training, about who was the best penalty taker. And we were we were challenging each other, a wee bit like Jamie Vardy and Marys mm. are doing now for the top goal scorer. And Nizzy was getting all his goals from blooming penalties, you know. Yeah. And I was getting my head kicked off, flipping, diving to get a goal. But I ended up beating him. <laughs> Listen, we're going to take a break. So if you're listening at home, I want you to go and get yourself a cup of tea, put your feet up, and we'll be back in a tick and we'll discuss more LCFC with Yongi. Don't go away. Oak, Oak FM. 100% LCFC with Yongay in association with Peter Pizzeria. Is your diesel not starting? Is it running rough, misfiring, or do your injectors need testing? Well, you need the diesel experts at Terry Taylor Garages. Using state-of-the-art Delphi and Bosch diagnostic equipment, they'll get your diesel running right, whatever the make or model, car or van. They'll even do a full aircon regas while you wait at just £49 inclusive. For everything diesel and aircon plus MOTs, there's only one choice. Terry Taylor Garages, Druid Street, Hinkley. Call Hinkley 631 821. Don't miss the massive New Year deals in the SCS Double Discount Sale. This sofa's from less than half price and carpet's from an amazing four ninety nine a square metre. Plus, everything's free till 2017. With four years free credit. In the biggest ever Double Discount Sale. Many savings and soon at SCS. 36 monthly payments start 2017. 0% APR representative. Credit subject to status. Visit scs.co.uk. It may be freezing outside, but this January, the savings are hot at Martin Rumble. Yes, in our January sale, there are great deals on new and used cars. Like a 63-plate Adam 1.4 Slam 3-door was 11495 now just 8495 saving £3,000. What a great start to the new year. Even more reason to visit Martin Rumble this January at Elliott Business Park, Nuneaton and martinrumble.co.uk. 100% LCFC with Youngay in association with Peter Pizzeria. So we're back. We're back at you, as they say, with Mr. Alan Young. We've got Phil Holloway, who is the... Well, we call him the technical director of the programme. He actually doesn't really do a lot. And we've got Carl Muggleton, ex-Fox's superkeeper. Carl, you... Um, Let's take you back, 1990, what was it, against Blackburn Rovers? 92. 92. And I I looked at it yesterday, even though you can tell I'm getting older, I couldn't remember the year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it comes up straight away, you saved the pen. Yeah, it was... um, Can you remember it, crystal clear? Yeah, I can remember the penalty, yeah. It was, uh, the one that I saved was the penalty that I gave away, so I had to save it, really. Um, just disappointing I didn't say the first penalty as well um, which um, David Speedy famously went down in the box as well but yeah the penalty save yeah dive to my left touched it onto the post Mike Newell took the penalty old Leicester striker as well who we'd, who we'd played with at, uh, at Leicester did the, did the rest of the team come round and, and like you know like oh was, nice it, one it was, yeah I mean it was a straight, it was at the stage of the game where we were 1-0 down so to save the penalty, it was a matter of let's go on with the game and try and get the get the equaliser, you know. So everybody's sort of, you know, next thing is we're rushing around. Can we get the ball forward quickly? Can we get on the attack again? 
and we were, we were unlucky. We, we, we had did, a few chances, we? yeah, we had yeah. a few few chances. Not many right people had saved end. a penalty at Wembley. I mean, the first guy was the Wimbledon keeper, which was um, against Besson. Liverpool. Yeah, yeah Besson, Dave Besson, who went to Forest. Didn't yeah, for there, there wasn't wasn't too many. It was. I, mean, I think I don't quite remember what the stat was, but it was there wasn't too many saved the penalty in um, general play. There's obviously a few saved penalties within the um, shootouts. penalty yeah. shootouts, but uh, in uh, in general play, yeah, you know, it was. Uh, I think Mark Crosley was another one. Have you got pictures of it at home, hanging up, framed? I would have. Yeah, I've got a picture. I've got I'll a shirt that we have. played in. So yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, great memories. Great memories. Yeah, and you then you moved on. Of course, you you you've been at you played quite a while at Stoke, didn't you? You're at Stoke. Yeah, I'd, um, I think it was eight or nine years at Stoke. So uh, yeah, another. That yeah, was good. Good, for, you know. You would see I, another. Quite a few managers there then as well then, Muggsy. Yeah, in Stoke. Yeah, there was quite a few there. You got rid of quite a few at Leicester. <laughs> there's, a, there's a theme running here. Isn't it? <laughs> no, um, yeah, I mean, again, they were they were coming through. They were going through the stage. They just got promotion into the Championship then, as was then, um, and we went on. We we did reasonably well. Lou Macari was the manager. Um, I went there on loan originally. Um, Came back, ended up going on loan somewhere else to Sheffield United, and ended up signing for Celtic. Came back, and Joe, Joe Jordan brought me back to Stoke from Celtic. So, uh, and there's a Scottish team there, isn't there? Yeah, Willie McCarry, Joe yeah, Jordan, Lou. Celtic. Two great, two legends. In the oh, I can, remember, yeah. I can remember working on a radio station in Nottingham, and you were the keeper at Mansfield. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Again, that's, I finished my career at Mansfield. Yeah. Did you? Did you play in the? I think it was a three-three draw, Notts County Mansfield. It was um, a cracky. I don't know whether it would just be teetering on the end of, of when you were there. Anyway, let's move back to the uh, Bournemouth game because we've only kind of we touched on it. How good were they first half? I only watched match of the day, but how good? I thought they were great, Youngie. Yeah, I, th- I think they fully deserved what they get. I, th- I think what most people have, have sort of latched onto is the reaction of the crowd after the game. I mean, I can't believe that the reports are a lot of people booing. And and the, the team's second top of the league and it's just drawn okay. Is, is it that high expectation thing? But I thought Bournemouth came with a great game plan. They created so many chances in the first half that they didn't take, fortunately for us. But then when they got the man sent off, tactically, they were brilliant. They dropped the back four into almost a long line, their penalty spot, and the midfield four along the edge of the box and just left a rabbit up front to go running around. And I thought tactically it was brilliant. There was no space to run behind. Pointless crossing it in because not enough height in there. So the way to try and get in was into feet, little one-twos and stuff. And we couldn't do it. We didn't do it. We didn't break them down. And I think you've got to give credit to Eddie Howe. I think his tactics were super. Fantastic young manager. Do you know what? We said this last week. We were saying this, that we think he's going to be something special. I could see him being England manager in a, in, in a fair few years' time, but he's potentially yeah. got something. I mean, he's done, re- he's done really well there. He had his spell up at um, Burnley, Burnley yeah. and didn't really quite work out for him, but he's gone back there and done, done a fantastic job. And, you know, maybe uh, he's, he's done his little little stint at Burnley, 
gone back there. I think he, he might, moved, didn't he? He moved back. I think it was, it, it was like family kind of things, I think. Yeah, They've got a lot of ties down on the south yeah, coast. Uh, he's, I think he's always been there. Yeah, been yeah. There for yeah. a very long time. Um, playing for the club and everything. So Phil? Uh, I was just going to say, I didn't hear any, any booing at the end, Youngie, from the section of the ground I was in. I, I felt a, a sigh of disappointment from lots of the well, fans. Well, it's, it's hard to hear it when you're tucked away in a nice comfy box, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, hey, I was sitting in the cheap seats behind the goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think lots of fans were disappointed. It, was, it yeah, starts yeah. to show, like you say, how people's yeah. expectations have moved on. And I think a lot of people around where I was were sort of saying, right, that was the push we need to go into the transfer market if we want to go top four, yeah. top six. And I also think you it know, was the disappointment of Jamie there. hitting the post. Yeah, and the penalty, and the penalty miss. miss. Yeah. It's you know. always a big disappointment when you have that penalty in that time when you think, this is it, we're, we're going to go goal. and win now. This is we've had the goal. opportunities yeah. to yeah. win the game. We know you've we've had the opportunities to go and win the game. We probably... Could have gone on and won, and won the game, so it's uh, like you say that, that, that disappointment and like you've said that the expectation level now is uh, we're we're still up there, we're sitting sitting right up there, you know we we want to be uh, at least in the uh, in Europe next year, don't we? I, I noticed Jamie. Wants. I noticed Jamie kicked the Those post supporters. when he hit the post. Yes. If you were a, if you were a football manager, would you accept that? It, not 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 for a disciplinary thing, but but surely, surely if you, you, you know the boots they wear now. Yeah. I mean, they're like slippers, aren't they? So he, I mean, he didn't half kick the post. I think he said it with his, his front his four studs. Though. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, he sort of yeah. not, not kicked it with his bit, instep or anything. It's a bit like when a player scores a goal and he runs and he jumps on his knees. I would I, ban that. I, I would personally, I, if I, I was you, a manager, I would ban that. I agree. I've I, got, I think that's asking for right. a, a cruciate or anything to happen. Yeah, I think it's daft. It's they didn't do it when you were playing, did they, Muggsy? Yeah, I think they've always had <laughs> <Did> uh, they? <laughs> silly celebrations. Yeah, they've had the backflips and everything, haven't they? Because uh, I think Peter Beagree so. got stopped from it's, doing it, didn't he? He used to do the somersault thing. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to take too much away from the goal celebrations. Because, no. uh, you know, it's, it's you know people, you see some the, people just standing around. That's the essence around. of the game, isn't As, it? I think it's, you know, you look at some games where players are coming back from the, from the playing against their old clubs and they just stand there when they've scored a goal. Mm. And you think, you know what's, what going, on? Yeah. <laughs> what's going on? You just scored a goal. Yeah. You know you should be celebrating. Yeah, you know, you're playing for your team now. Yeah, but then matter. there's referees who come when you do celebrate the goal in yeah. front of the crowd, and the referee will come and say, "Oi, shift, move, get yeah. back." Well, you get because for because a step you're enticing, yeah. or you're, you're oh. you know you're annoying the supporters or whatever. You know you're going to cause yeah. problems if you celebrate your goal. Yeah. nonsense. I think him kicking the post is just—it's just an instant reaction just of pure frustration. frustration. Yeah. Just pure frustration. You I know, can't control all, that. All I'm saying, I, I, I agree with yeah. Alan. Yeah, he probably does show passion, but you are—the the, these are like racehorses. Yeah, these I, people are like racehorses and probably more valuable than some more. horses. <laughs> yeah. And and so to put yourself in a position where you could injure—I'm not saying you would. The chances are very small, but surely you've got to minimise every risk. Yeah, but, yeah, but as, as you say, Twiggy, that one when you go sliding on your knees, I mean, sometimes players go sliding their knees and they, and it, it stops friction because yeah. yeah, there's no water on the pitch and they stop and they fall over. Now, that's not a natural thing for your body to do, to run and slide like that on your knees. I wish, I could, <laughs> I wish I, you could do it. Dear me, yeah. <laughs> I, I, but, no, I would, I would definitely ban that. There's better ways and more... Or less dangerous ways of celebrating a goal. I noticed as well, you know, you know, on corners and things. I noticed in the game against Leicester uh, for Leicester's game and a couple of other games over the weekend. I bet when you were playing and you, Yongi, at corners, you always had a man on each post. They don't seem to do it now. 
No, what we, what we tend to do is they, they tend to have a, somebody at the near post area yeah. and somebody at the far post. But they used to have somebody on the, on the post, post didn't yeah. they? But now if they mark the near post area and the ball goes over the heads, they're supposed they to drop back in onto the near post. Oh. So it, you, invariably you, you do have that second one on the Well, on the, the near post. post then becomes the far post. Because yeah. the ball's... Yeah. <laughs> well, it does. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, 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 it clears the Carl, while I just drop his microphone, he's very argumentative. <laughs> oh, I'm not <laughs> saying that. No. no, I'm just trying to endorse it because you did yeah. have two. Yeah. But then they've gone to one a lot of clubs. But what happens, Twiggy, when you had two, if they take a short corner, the near post guy, he's the guy that goes... Always gets dragged And out. then the far post guy comes to the near post. Yeah. That's what happened when you had... I would, me personally, I would have two people on the post. I would also, for corners against, leave two people up. Yes, against Bournemouth, there was times where they, they had corners against us and Casper obviously down there. Mm. And we, we got the man advantage and we still had Jamie Vardy right back. And we, we were sort of saying, why aren't we leaving at least one man up front? Because with his pace. But, mm. yeah, but it's minor if you leave If you leave two men up, they'll bring three, three back, or four, guaranteed. Yeah. Plus the goalkeeper, there's four. The guy who's taking the corner kick is five. So you've got six players to deal with. And you've got about eight players, nine players to deal with theirs. It makes sense. So let's talk about then potential new signings. Well, there's definitely one. Well, th th from what I, I'm reading and what I'm seeing, Twiggy, is that the lad at Porto, Abu Bakr. Oh, that they're going to sign or well, they're trying to sign. Because they signed that Damari yeah. Gray from, yep. from <coughs> Birmingham. Who scored, I was at the pre-season game um, at uh, St Andrews and he scored an absolute wonder strike in front of all the Leicester fans. So I, I would have thought that went a long way to getting him signed, just that one goal. Yeah. Lo lots of Birmingham fans are very positive about it. He's got great pace as well. You very know. quick, yeah. So you, I mean, you're doing some work at Northampton, so you've still got your your, your nose or your uh, is it your elbow to the grindstone or your yeah. nose? To, I can't <laughs> remember. But you've got something some on. There, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> so you, have you seen this kid before? Um, yeah, a couple of times. Um, just in obviously seeing the Birmingham games this year. He's played a few games for Birmingham this year and done done really well. You know, you're almost sort of surprised why they let him go, I suppose, really. But. Um, you know, hopefully he's going to be uh, give us that little bit of pace as well, yeah. out wide and even 90, more. Even more we've pace. got, you know, we've just got to keep. They've got to keep pushing on, haven't we? The yeah. only the only thing you're going to worry about is the um, we're bringing signings in sort of this time. Is does it upset the apple cart a little bit because of the uh, the the camaraderie that the, mm. the squad seems to have and that determination to. To go and win games, it's especially got to be the, at the right last minute, it's got to be it? the right person yeah. to come in. And I would imagine they're doing the due diligence on all the players that they're uh, they're looking at. And you know, hopefully they're they're, they're going to drop drop into the sides, and, and we'll just kick on again. A young player like him, you would think, isn't going to come and upset the apple cart because he'll probably know his unless place he's in the got, pecking unless order. he's got attitude. Yeah, a I mean, lot of young players know. have got attitude, and they've got you know the big, they give it the big one, the big I am. We've you had know. lots of Birmingham fans tweet us over the last since we've signed him, saying, good. <laughs> "What with the views? Well, no, 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 not at all. They've said good luck <laughs> yeah. to him. That they're yeah. they're saying, you know, they they could see that he was a talent and fair play. You know, they wish him well at Leicester, and they think they think he'll come and do very well for us. So. I can imagine, yeah, you can imagine him coming in and do, and doing well. Well, it's uh, a great platform for him, obviously, isn't he, to come into a team that's nearly top of the Premiership. Do you think he's yeah. a Vardy kind of um, esque player then? He's more of a wing player. Yeah, he, he, I think he's more, and he's more effective on the left. He likes coming in onto his right foot. But he, again, he's got a trick. He's quick. He's got to work hard, hasn't he, in that team. He's got to work hard to get in the team. He's got yeah. 
He's got four and a half years to get in it anyway, because that's what he's oh. signed. So it's a biggish, uh, it's a biggish one. Other transfer rumours, well, Phil? Well, there's so many rumours flying around. Who's the Porto got... guy you were on about, Alan? Yeah, over the back. Or yes, if that, something like... Well, he's, he's, he's scored a few goals uh, for Porto. He's also played and scored in the Champions League against teams like Dynamo Kiev and stuff like that. So he's got experience in the Champions yeah. League. And we were talking Which... about that the other day, about... Whether in the January window, would you? What kind of player would you bring in? Would you bring in someone with a bit of experience in the Champions League? You know, if we when, when we when we qualify for Europe, okay, you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, no, it's serious, and I, I think again, Kramaric hasn't he been given a chance? Hasn't got a chance. Whether it's by whether the manager's not quite sure about him. Um, I quite like the look of him last yeah, year. I I do too, but you're not going to get past Jamie. I don't think he's going to get past the Joe either. So what's he going to do? He's got big decisions to make. If the manager's not sure about him, if the manager's in the market for another striker, his days might be limited. Got a few fans' uh, suggestions here, if we can briefly say. Yeah, go on then, quick, quick, Mark, quick. Mark Carr and uh, Scott Farrar, Stephen Gallagher, all go, let's have Charlie uh, Austin. I know we talked about him last week. Uh, he's going to Derby, mate. There's also rumour, <laughs> talk of Naismith, I know, from Everton, and he's not quite signed yeah. for No, he's, no he Norwich didn't do yet. the Norwich yet. Yeah, so, he hasn't done that. You keep your hands um, off him, can you? Think says Bojan from Stoke, proven goal scorer, Premier yeah, League level. Is. 10 he million is. buyout clause, apparently. You've got like plenty him. of money, though, yeah. haven't you? I don't think money's an issue, to be well, fair, it's within not. reason. I mean, you, know, you could so. always lend them some, Phil. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there and we'll be back with another section. So don't go anywhere. Yes, Phil Stell hasn't opened his wallet. Okay. 100% LCFC with Youngay in association with Peter Pizzeria. There's now up to 70% off homeware, gifts, furniture and more at Wyvale Garden Centre's massive sale. Hurry, it ends soon. Find us at Woodlands. Need a new vacuum cleaner, but worried about clearing out your bank account? The Bosch Winter Savings Sale is now on at Lord's Electrical. Get £60 off a Bosch cordless cleaner with up to 50 minutes runtime and a two-year warranty. Just £139.99. Plus savings of up to £100 across the Bosch range. With free local delivery on orders over £150. The Bosch Winter Savings Sale now on at Lord's Electrical. Lord's Electrical. Visit us in store or lords-electrical.co.uk. It may be freezing outside, but this January, the savings are hot at Martin Rumble. Yes, in our January sale, there are great deals on new and used cars, like a 63-plate Adam 1.4 Slam 3-door. Was 11495 now just 8495 saving £3,000. What a great start to the new year. Even more reason to visit Martin Rumble this January at Elliott Business Park, Nuneaton and martinrumble.co.uk. FM 100% LCFC with Youngay in association with Peter Pizzeria. So we're back at you, and we've got Alan Young with us. We've got Phil Holloway, who's the the big boss of the show, and of course we've got Carl Muggleton, ex keeper of the Foxes. Uh, we're back at you, boys. Tottenham, two games, two games on the spin, Alan. Aye, um, something, something that you wouldn't really have, you know, <laughs> as a player, it's the last last thing you really want. Um, but, having said that, big enough squad, a talented enough squad, 
The manager for the FA Cup tie, I'm quite sure, will change virtually the 11. Which, with Jamie's little bit of a niggle at the minute, the little bit, uh, you know, keyhole surgery or whatever he's having, we wish him well and wish him back soon. It's fallen at a right, a, a good time, Twiggy, because Jamie probably wouldn't have played in the cup tie anyway. So it gives the chance, or the, 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 the usual 11, should I call them, to have a bit of a rest, but it also gives all the talented international players that we've got yeah. that haven't been playing to get a game. It's like yeah. Mark Schwarzer, he'll start in goals. Enlar, he'll start in midfield. Yeah. Ozaki, he'll play up front. And yeah. there's many, many others. So I think Tottenham will do the same. There'll be two entirely different teams that play in the FA Cup. But then when we get back, well, I was going to say when we get back to the serious business, the FA Cup series as well. We want to do well in that. I think they go hand in glove. If you keep winning cup games, yeah. it reflects in your in your in your league games as well. So yeah, I think we'll see two different lineups. And uh, me personally, I would like three points rather than the cup win. I would like. Let me finish. <laughs> I would <laughs> like three points and a, and a place in the next round of the cup. You want both? Want no, he, wa he wants Absolutely, everything. Yeah. Carl, was it? You know, two games and they rest players now. I guess when you were playing, is that one of the worst things that you, as a player, I guess you just want to play, don't you? As a player, yeah, I would imagine you always want to play. You know, you want to play in every game, be involved in every game that's uh, that's going. Um, but like. Alan's just saying there, you know, the, the size of the squads now, um, the, it gives these chance, give these players chance to play and show what they can do. And it also gives the manager a chance to see them play, you know, in a uh, in a proper fixture, if you like, instead yeah. of a, yeah. a reserve fixture, an under-21s fixture, that what, the, what they might be playing in. So uh, to, to play in a competitive game and see what they're, what they're like. There is that. We discussed this the, the other week. I'm just going to throw it back in because Carl wasn't there to... But I, I just want your thoughts on this. So... I can understand all the resting and bringing new players, gaining the experience, all that. I get all that. But what about the little kid with his dad and he wants to go and see his favourite player? He wants to go and see Harry Kane at Tottenham. He's a Spurs fan and he goes along to the game and he's been rested. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, I, I understand where you're coming from. I see that. But, um, you know, it's the margins now are so so great. The financial side of things are so great. Um I would imagine Harry Kane wants to play, you know, in, in both both ties. He's, uh, I bet Ranieri hopes he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's, he's, he's back scoring goals, isn't he? But, uh, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but it, it does give the, the, the chance for the for the other players to, to get that opportunity. And we've had a, a busy period over Christmas and they've got these two games in a sh short space of time. We've seen it at uh, Liverpool-Stoke the other night where uh, the two players have got injured because they're playing, you know, the, these amount of games that they're playing. And so then they're playing Tuesday next week. Against? Saturday, yeah. Monday. That's Liverpool's next fixture. Oh, I see. Sorry, yeah, I thought It's crackers. Mean. I mean, I'm not the greatest um, supporter or fan of Sam Allardyce, as a lot of people yeah. will know. Um, but he came out with something the other day about the FA and the Premier League. It's absolutely crackers. The fixtures that these... The, the teams in the Premiership have to put up, we have to cope with over certain periods of time. It's ridiculous. You're playing ten games, t sorry, three, four games nearly in about in ten days. 
I mean, and that is going to take away the quality. You're talking about the little kid coming along with his dad. It's impossible for the manager to keep playing the same team in, in situations like that, Twiggy. But a bricklayer goes to work humping bricks, right? He goes, he goes five and a half days a week, eight hours a day, and he gets 400 quid a week. These guys are getting 10 grand. I'm only being the yeah, devil's yeah. advocate. I mean, Don't look at me like that. All got, I'm saying is yeah, I'm with physical you work. I'm not I've done it. Funny. I'm a bricklayer. I know what it's there's, like. There's about. probably lots of fans so listening well, to this going on. You should have at school there and got some GCSEs. <laughs> <laughs> He's always got an answer. But you know what I yeah. mean. You know what I mean. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's you, go back to, you go back to the days when there was uh, 11 players, no subs or one sub. And what about Easter Twiggy? 50, Easter. 60 games. Uh, sorry, Mugsy. You play Friday, Saturday, Monday, yeah, or Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Three games and and any kind of pitch. It could be a flipping ice pitch in the first one, a bog in the next one. It, it, and, You're and, talking about the baseball ground. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that was one of the worst. That's one, yeah. But um, it's a, it's a juggling game. The manager has got a job to do. He's got to keep everybody happy. He's got to keep everybody as much as he can match fit. They're going to be called on as Zinler was the, 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 for the Man City game. And he's got players like that. They, they want to play. Yeah, they're getting great money and everything. But they don't want to just sit on the bench. They don't just want to be, you know, go on the bus and not have any part of it. It's horrible. It's a horrible feeling that they want to play. They all want to play. But you can only play eleven plus your subs. And against and against Spurs, two different teams. But they'll be both be great games. I would yeah. think that those... we've got we've got something to sort out with Spurs as well. That those team those players on the fringe, um, like you say, Inla, maybe Andy King, Ben Ben that Kramerich, who you know, yeah. there'll be these sorts of players who probably will play on Sunday, and they've with Leicester just and perhaps and being a little boy. bit of form, yeah, um, great. Maybe on Sunday, one or two of them can prove that they're good enough to get through to play on the Wednesday as well. So it's a great opportunity for some of those. Uh, I don't, I don't think players. that's necessarily the case. Yeah. If you do have an absolute blinding game, and as a striker, if you get a hat-trick or something, the manager is going to put you in the next game. Mm. I don't necessarily think the manager's going into the game to say, look, if you play well, you're going to get in the inverted commas first team. You go out, you play, you win the game, the manager then sits down and thinks, should I put him in? Should I take him out? Shall we give him a rest? Etc, etc. Because you have a great game in that one time, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get back in the first thing. It just makes you in the manager's thoughts. Yeah. And while you're in the manager's thoughts, it gives you that opportunity that you might get the chance to play and give yourself that the best opportunity. Are you worried about Tottenham? I tell you, I watched um, a match of the day on Saturday and um, watching the Everton, uh, or Sunday uh, Everton. You should have beat them, shouldn't you? Well, yeah, but I tell you what, first half, they were frightening. I thought they played really well first half. And yet yeah. we went in. Oh, no, we didn't. I mean, they equalised the uh, last couple of kicks of the of the first half. But Are they, Twiggy? Th- but Are they, they dark were... horses? Yeah. For the yeah. Do you know what? A lot of, I a lot think, think they play good are, yeah. football. They play some great football. I think they've got, got great some, movement yeah. in midfield. Where they, they have. Uh, they rotate and the, the, they don't necessarily have that one sitting midfield player or anything like that. Whoever they rotate, someone sits in there and the next one goes and... The, uh, yeah. Do you know what? They, they, they're they're a bit like Leicester. They play for themselves. They, you can see there's, there's, a, there's a unit. Yeah. Exactly, there they've is. got a unit. Yeah. And I think they are dark horses. And I, I think, think he's I, got I think them they're, cooking. They're feeling now what we felt maybe three or four games ago. Invincible. Going to win. Going to win the league. Everything. Which I still believe, even though we've had a wee bit of a 
non-productive. You know, we a wee, wee bit. But I think I think Tottenham have got that same attitude, that same will to win, that same togetherness. They're quick up front as well, aren't they? I noticed that on on Sunday. I thought they're quite quick up front going up. I think the boy that they signed from Milton Keynes, Ali. Yeah, that's true. Have you seen the goal he scored against Everton when he took it down his chest? He did one like that a few games ago that was highlighted. Watch this, and he looks a right prospect. That lad, he looks a right handful. Who's the the guy at the back there? Did you see him smash the ball? Oh my goodness! Thunderstrike. They're not frightened to have a go. Well, that's, well, that's, they've got, they've I think they have got some great players. And they, we need to beat them as well because they beat us in the FA Cup semi-final at Villa Park. And, <laughs> and, and you played, did I you? I still haven't forgiven them. Lineker missed a flipping dozen. <laughs> it was a great uh, own goal by Ian Wilson. Was, though. Ian Wilson. He's got a lot to ask. I was there as a fan. It wasn't Can I just a great make day. a note of that? Yeah. <laughs> Alan seems to blame everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, it good, was it a memorable game? What did you get beat by? We, we lost 2 0. Uh, Garth Crook scored. And as I said, Ian Wilson sliced one inside. It's the best own goal you'll ever see to him. He loved Wally. Yeah. He, he loved it. Went over Mark Wallington's head and in the net. Here's but, a good question. Would you have sooner lost in a semi or lost in the final? Lost in the final. Yeah? Yeah, because you would, you lose yeah. in the semi, it's what if. In the final it is, well, we, we got here anyway yeah. and I've experienced it. And even though we haven't won, I can say I've played in an FA Cup final. Well, you've experienced the Wembley experience with the playoff. I know. I know it's not the yeah, FA Cup final, the but FA Cup final no, I, but, no, I know uh, it's not. But it's, it's still, still... A great, yeah, it was a great experience, and the, the amount of fans that we took was made it very special. I know the first time we've been there for such a long time as well, which uh, probably made it as uh, probably more. Can you remember how nervous you were when you were walking out the tunnel? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Did you we, get we, nervous we before like games in Mugsy? No, not really. Not really. Not so. At the start, maybe when I was a, a, a kid coming into the side. And you know, why do you, goalkeepers you spit in their gloves? I never yeah. knew that. Because, <laughs> Carl, you're a local... Yeah, I don't to Because, yeah. <laughs> Carl, you're a local lad, aren't you? Yeah. Leicester. Yeah. Born and bred. So it must be, it must have been quite special to have 40,000 other Leicesterians there. Yeah, I mean... Behind I, the goal. It was always, you know, great to play for your local team. Yeah. You know, you know, the, the, the games that I played. Because it was always... You'd uh, catch up with your mates after the game. You're either going to get stick or you're going to get pat on the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, right, we've got to race yeah, it on, boys. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. So we do some far-flung foxes this week. I saw one of our friends wearing a Oak FM T-shirt. He's some, is he in Australia or Thailand or somewhere? No, he's in the Caribbean. Well, well it's was Sullivan. <laughs> I had two guesses at it and got it both wrong. Uh, it's a great, yeah. great picture. Who we got then? Far-flung foxes for this week. And then we want right. score predictions and then well, we're done. Well, I, I think we're just going to go to the, the far-flung fox who's the winner this week. And uh, and a message is, hi, living, leaving, I think she means living. living, in Tasmania now. Tasmania, folks, that's oh, Australia, right. around the corner. We have finally got a new technical director for soccer, football world game. Spencer Pryor, can you tell me, is this Spencer Pryor that played for Leicester in the late 1990s? I'm quite sure it is, isn't it? I think so. All right. And what's her so, name, Alan? Her name is Jane Louise Bidwell, and she's got a fantastic hoodie on. Australia, Leicester City, Leicester City badge. Well done, Jane Louise. You're today's 
winner of the far flung fox. Right, score predictions, then we'll start with you. We'll start with Phil, actually, today. We're uh, running out of time, got to make it quick, guys. Uh, the FA Cup uh, Spurs, I'm going to go for Merez to score the first goal and it be 2 1 to Leicester. Okay. Uh, Carl? Yeah, I'll go for a 1 0 win for Leicester. And who's going to score, Carl? Uh, Merez, I think, will score again, yeah. We'll walk at you two. Well, I, 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 think, I, I think that the last thing we want is a draw. No. The last thing we want is a draw, but I think it might well be a 1 1 draw. Are you going to go for scoring? I'm first? going to go for Mark Albrighton. Okay. I'm going to go, sorry, lads, I'm going with 1 0 Tottenham. Well, we knew that was coming, didn't no, we? No, no, no. I'm only being honest. I'm only being honest. Came to right. score. A couple from the fans. We've got Lee Wilcox has gone for Cramerich to score the first goal and Leicester to, to win 2 1. Um, Connor Dixon has gone for 1 all with Damari Gray to score. That's Leicester. a good shout. You never know. And Dyer. I mean, Dyer will be Come playing on. as well. Uh, it's EK. A better pace. Wait, isn't it? EK Leicester has gone for Albrighton and 2-2 and Chris Lee has gone for Delhi Alley and 2-1 to Tottenham. I've just got that bad feeling. I just, I don't know. I just, after last week against against our lot, I thought they were, they, they were good. We asked the fans in an online poll this week, what would you prefer most this season? Uh, a top six finish or the, get to the FA Cup final? Top 24% six. went for FA Cup final, which Did I was they? surprised it was that yeah, high. Right. I thought everybody would go for the top six finish, but... Uh, so the rest of them would like you to get um, yeah, into, into, Europe. into Europe. Yes, yeah. we'll talk about that next week. Carl, you've been a star. Thank you very much for coming in. No problem. Thank Your you son's a professional footballer, isn't he? Yeah, look, yeah Sam. Sam Who's he with? Uh, Barnet now. He's with Barnet. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, say our best to him. And uh, one day he might be wearing the blue shirt. Thank you to Phil nice. and thank you to Youngie. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Good thank luck you. to everybody. Have a safe week. We'll see you soon. Oak FM. 100% LCFC with Youngay in association with Peter Pizzeria. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.